Inspire with the CEDP mission team. Connecting with teachers to transform students' experience of religious education. Welcome to Inspire. My name is Scott Carroll and I'm a teaching educator with the mission team for Catholic education in the Diocese of Parramatta. In this episode, we're joined by Religious Education Coordinator Ben Oxley, Class Teacher Helen Gilmore, and Teaching Educator Franca Bonserio to share their experience of the test run at Holy Family Primary, Emerton. Thank you for joining me, team. I'm going to throw to Ben. Ben, would you like to tell us a little bit about the learning cycle that we're looking at at your place today? Yep, so stage three, we engaged in uh, learning cycle six, uh, which was all around um, what is human dignity. And um, the, the, the components of that for us, when we started breaking that apart, we were looking at uh, faith, hope, love, and also holiness to that. So a fairly deep sort of learning cycle that, we, uh, that we're trying to unpack. It had lots of other things around, um, you know, that, that tag to that around impacts to scripture, impacts to, you know, what does it mean to have faith, hope, and love today in our kids, in our classroom, um, in our community, and uh, how, we, how we go about treating each other at home as well. So there was some flow-on effects for us. For, for us, that notion of human dignity was something that we really wanted to try and look at for the kids in order to make a change. And we thought that when we started aligning this with some of the other key learning areas, uh, particularly w- within Year 6, around uh, the PDHP section, I think this really, it was really powerful sort of learning in terms of what they were able to get out of it because it was cross-curricular and um, a message that they were hearing probably for a good solid 10 weeks. And so we can see some changes within our kids from that time. You're just talking there about alignment to other KLAs. How deliberate was that? For year six, it was really deliberate. We, we were facing an issue at the end of last term where our kids were coming off the back of COVID and there was some disengagement around the way that they'd been sort of treating each other. Probably there was some relational elements that were going on that were really, really large, and we found that that probably to be the big uh, indicator of that. And um, Helen can also testify to that as being the teacher uh, or their teacher uh, over the last couple of years. There were things around the way that they were speaking, so their words and actions to each other, as well as, you know, the way that they were engaging with, with teachers there'd been a systemic rollover effect of kids who had, um, you know, uh, sustained large amounts of trauma that is also impacted on their perception and view of how they, how they engage with other people. So for us, this whole notion of human dignity, we looked at trying to align as many key learning areas as possible. So for us, English was attached pretty heavily to a lot of the readings that we're looking at, you know, that, that idea of, how to be probably a little bit more saintly in action with each other and also discernment and contemplation would coming into play within that because as kids were going through their shared reading or their writing, they were reflecting on themselves. So for us, that was key. Uh, We had PDHPE being aligned very heavily to that in both what the content was being delivered in PDH, but also the games and activities and choices that were happening in PE. We've also got another program that we had going that we aligned to that, which was around a boys and girls program that happens with our wellbeing team here. 
And for that, you know, we, we had processes in place to be able to, again, hear that message that the Gospels speak to for us around hope, joy and love. And a lot of us were finding that the greatest thing that we probably needed to unpack was the definition of love and what actually love meant. I think we did that early on in the first couple of weeks of uh, what human dignity was for year six. But in terms of for year five, I might, I might pass over to Helen uh, to, to talk about that. Yeah, number one, I want to congratulate all involved in coming up with this style of programming for RE. It really nails what children need in the big picture. So I think with Bishop Vincent's obviously support with this as well, it's a great direction for religious education. It allows that discussion to grow because the children um, sort of, you know, feel very comfortable in talking because there is so much discussion um, and it's such a big sort of um, mm. big part of their learning. The scripture's been fantastic. Also, the inquiry questions have been great. That's been a, a, a great direction. In saying that, I think it, it sort of put us, it was a little bit too narrow, I felt, with the inquiry questions. Um, I found it boxed us a little bit too much in regards to sort of being able to go a bit further in different directions. So I felt, but then in saying that, if I retaught this unit, I would sort of take it in, have a different approach altogether. We as teachers need to look at that again and see how we can branch off. What a great connection to make, especially as, as you've said, the inquiry questions that are there are suggested inquiry questions. And if they don't speak to your students, then isn't it really important to go to the students' knows and need-to-knows and, and what are their actual wonderings and ensure that the inquiry questions are meaningful to them in order to unpack the, the essential content? We have a few, quite a few students that are not um, Catholic and it's allowed them to feel quite confident in the discussion and in the learning because it's, you know, anybody can really fit into this and can have a voice and... I think that's allowed our children who are not Catholic to be able to feel very safe in those discussions and not feel like they're an outsider. So are you, can I just clarify, are you saying that even when you're looking at that essential content that is specifically Catholic, those students have felt more comfortable as a result of this approach? 100%. That's great. Because you've got that, the inquiry questions there, and they feel safe to be able to talk about it because I, I look I, I don't know what it is but probably it's the it's the vocabulary um, the phrases and they become more familiar with it because I think we're using it more so they feel more confident using a lot of the techno the technical terms and the scripture terms the theology so I feel like they're becoming more confident but also it just it's it, when you look at human dignity that's just not about our catholic faith that's about being a good person <laughs> so mm. it allows all children it gives them the opportunity to access this i think children love to go outside and look at the big wide world and how they can see it as well and that's something that we probably didn't nail this time around and maybe we needed to look at it more and be a little bit more familiar with it ourselves and it would have been great to just have some resources there to sort of support us as teachers in regards to you know um, making it a little bit more exciting. What a great reflection that's you, you really opened up there Helen I mean it, it takes it takes a lot of confidence in your ability as a teacher to be able to say I know that we didn't quite 
nail this the way we wanted to. And um, and any teacher worth their salt will always name how they could have done something better. So thank you for sharing that so openly. I also want to name, uh, with regards to resources and so on, of course, being draft curriculum, it's quite skinny on the on the resourcing because that's what we're looking to do next. So we'll be really interested, and I know lots of other teachers who will hear this will be interested in the resources that you did use um, and that you did find useful throughout this. So um, maybe we can have a conversation about that as well. Franca, did you want to jump in here? I was just wanting to say that, you know, when I hear both Ben and, and Helen speaking, I hear um, them reflecting, which is really good teacher practice, but also it's making sure that it's contextual to their students and that it's, it's you know, student-centred. And I know, I think as teachers, sometimes we can be our, our own harsh critic and I think we need to really look at what has really worked well and take joy in that. I'm wondering if you had opportunities for students to give each other feedback. For Year 6, there was definitely that part of both reflection in terms of contemplation and discernment, but also in terms of a feedback from each other uh, and their peers because one of the things that they uh, sort of tracked in in in, in this learning cycle in terms of their faith in action was that they wanted to have an alignment between what they were doing within the classroom to their student-led conferences. And so every day uh, or part of, you know, a couple of days each week were given to the students in in being able to write a written reflection in which at the end of that period of about eight weeks, we ended up with student-led conferences that the students were then uh, discussing with their parents about how they were actually making a change or how the religious dimension, the faith dimension of a Catholic school was impacting on their actions and how they were treating each other. One of the things that I, I suppose that I love about this curriculum is that and, and Helen brought this up in terms of the accessibility for all, even if they are not of the faith or of the Catholic you know, uh, you know, ethos in terms of what what they had previously been practicing is that the essential content points to a model of life and it points to a model of life through yes through jesus but it puts to a model of life which i really like compared to the uh, sharing our story through both old testament and new testament so we get a model of from both of uh, the uh, the testaments which i think are really really important we also get a model through the sacraments and through the saints and the saintliness of people that we can actually tap into as models who are living who are now and i think that's just as important for our kids who engage within various social media contexts and see what other people are doing in their life and they they can better relate to not saying that they can't relate but i think it is a model that they see here and now and that's the context that we need to meet our kids at we need to meet them in the context that they're living in, which is the social media platforms and what they're experiencing in their daily lives. So I think for me, in order that one of the lines of the inquiry that we we were going down the path of looking at was responding to that universal call of holiness. And for us, 
it wasn't a, a greatly worldly sort of view of what we had in order to be able to write to the Pope and, you know, make these great conversions and, and become saints else. Really what this was about was a making small changes in the kids' lives in which they could be better relational with each other and model those values in which Jesus Christ came to be able to, you know, uh, teach us all about, which is why we're here. You, you've named Old Testament, New Testament, and then the saints, and and then us. And I think that's that's something that's key in the learning. As you say, we've got this opportunity for students to see these characters and these stories and these significant people throughout our tradition through Scripture who actually inform us as to how we engage here and now, even though social media doesn't really make an appearance in any of the Scriptures. When planning with teachers, I've realised that we may have a context that we want to be able to put forward this curriculum through. You get into week one, and that's not necessarily the case. That context has to change very dramatically because they bring up, hang on, I'm dealing with racism within my community right now, and this is not relating to me. So we have a change intact. And I think that's the beauty of being able to learn through an inquiry cycle, is that inquiry is not a stagnant curriculum, which is what we previously had is that we now have a curriculum that is flexible and tailored to be able to meet the time and where these kids are at here and now. We have a, um, a Jesuit connection within our parish as, as you know, our, our order that serves our community is Jesuit. And, you know, for us, the examine, uh, the Ignatian, you know, pedagogical spiritual exercise uh, that our kids engage in is, is for, for the examine, is something that, brings about a reflective practice within the kids through prayer. And it's something for us that we do daily. We do at the end of each day. And we noticed that I was talking to our year three teachers who really had had started that on a more rigorous basis on um, beginning of this term. And it started on week two and they said, no, we need to get some uh, some greater reflection happening from our kids in order to get them discerning and get them thinking. Since now I had a conversation to them with them today, they've told me that since they brought about that practice of engaging in the examine on a daily basis, it's bringing about a notion where kids are finding gratitude in their daily experience of life and they're sharing it with the teachers prior to them actually going for the exam at the end of the day and engaging in that 10-minute reflection, which I actually think is something we've sort of lost that ability to, to actually take time to see what's actually working, to see what isn't working in order to make change and to give through prayer a Catholic way of, way of thinking and being in order for kids to make that change has just been a blessing because we've been able to reduce a curriculum in some way in order to get mm. something else which is even better in. This approach to RE allows children to make those connections constantly. So when we're having that shock value of, oh, my goodness, we're watching a film clip where human dignity, say, wasn't present in the world. Um, and I think that shock value, children love that. You know, they, they think, oh, no, this is terrible, and you have the discussion. But they are able to make, our students did make the connections constantly to scripture, to prayer, to, you know, what we believe as Catholics, to what we believe as Christians, what's mm. true, what's right. And they're able to make those connections constantly. Everything you're saying to me says that you're listening to your students. 
You're looking at the essential content, but you're listening to your students, not just through their wonderings, but you're reading their particular context and and trying to make this as real as possible. And you're coming clearly from a, a place of great faith yourselves, but also acknowledging that none of us has ever really finished that faith journey. And so I love the the use of the examine. And I'm just going to read a line from our rationale just to finish off here. Through contemplation on action and action on contemplation and growing out from a contextual real-life experience as a source for theology, the curriculum awakens young people to a relationship with God and neighbour. And I think that sums up the conversation we've had today. Ben, Helen, Franca, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, I'm sure our listeners have, have heard lots of things that will connect to their own stories. They may have some questions as well. I hope that we can uh, have this conversation again soon. Thanks, Thank Scott. You. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, guys. Thanks Bye. for the opportunity. Thanks. Thank Thanks for the great work. Thanks for the support. Bye.